We're going to go now to, uh, I guess, change the subject uh, somewhat. But we're going to talk a little bit more locally, I guess, so even though these things obviously affect local people and so forth. But we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, Barnett government's plans to privatise the Fremantle port and how that is connected to the Perth freight link. Uh, in the beginning of uh, May, um, the Barnett government announced it was planning to sell off Fremantle ports as parts of its plans to get back in the black by the next financial year. It was uh, un- come from a lot of criticism came out at the time, particularly from the Fremantle Council, that uh, said that the plans to privatise uh, the Fremantle ports could drag the port city into an economic male that it may never recover from. On the line now, we have uh, Fremantle Councillor Mr Sam Wainwright. Sam, may I start by asking you, what exactly do you think uh, would happen if uh, the port in Fremantle was privatised? What sort of effects would it have on the town itself? Look, there's a specific concern that uh, retailers in the centre of Fremantle have, and that is that it may jeopardise the cruise ship trade. Uh, currently, the cruise ship's uh, visits are effectively cross-subsidised by the commercial um, trade, a uh, cargo. Uh, so they, don't, they pay a lesser um, amount in port charges. One thing we're worried about is that a privatised um, operator will jack those fees right up and uh, to the to the and that cruise ships would choose to go elsewhere. Um, the other problem we you know I think we potentially face is that a private operator would would manage the non-port use parts of the land that they control. Because bear in mind, um, you know, around East sheds uh, around their areas that, that listeners will be familiar with, there's land which is controlled by the port authority that they no longer use for operational purposes. And and City of Fremantle wants to try and work cooperatively with Fremantle Ports, to integrate those areas into, into kind of proper urban planning for, for the Fremantle area. Um, but there's no guarantee that a, that a private operator uh, would, 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 would work like that. Even, even already, as it is, um, I think it's a problem that Fremantle Ports already, op- even though it's still publicly owned, it operates like a private, um, operates like a private company. Um, last year, for instance, they decided to end the, the contract they had with the City of Fremantle to manage their parking um, and, and hand that contract over to Wilson Parking instead, who charged a lot more for the infamous for their wheel clamping and deprived the City of Fremantle and residents of Fremantle of over $400,000 in parking revenue. That, that parking revenue now goes to Wilson Parking. So that kind of dynamic, um, both the proper urban planning around the port and also... Uh, cooperative urban planning, as well as the cruise ships, are two things that are giving people cause for concern. And then there's a broader issue of how it relates to Perth Freight Link. Indeed, and on that, the uh, the Maritime Workers Union, um, the MUA, have uh, come out in support of the campaign opposed to the Perth Freight Link. How exactly is the Perth Freight Link linked to the privatisation of the Fremantle Port? Well, I think you could describe uh, Perth Freight Link as gift wrapping on the privatisation of Fremantle Port. Um, it, it, by promising to build this Perth Freight Link, they're pumping up the value of, of, the, of the port if it, if it to be privatised. Um, so they're trying to increase their sale value. Uh, but the thing that's particularly concerning about it is that, well, it's a few things. One, is this, is, this is a major decision to be made about a, a, a monopolised strategic asset that belongs to all the people of Western Australia. And the Barnett government is proposing to privatise it 
without taking it to an election first. Uh, so I think that's that, that's completely undemocratic and un, un, unacceptable. It also subverts both Perth Freight Link and the privatisation of Fremantle Port also subverts proper planning about the freight future of port, uh, you know, for, for the port. And like for some time now, this it's both Labor and Liberal governments have suggested that if and when Fremantle Port reaches its capacity, uh, that we need to start planning for an outer harbour. Um, now, you, you basically subvert that discussion if you if you privatise the port uh, and attach to it per statement in the way they're going to do, and you effectively kill off that kill off that discussion and planning process that should have been taking place. And uh, what's the impact? We know that uh, some people are going to be directly impacted in terms of uh, well, having their houses demolished or having to, having to actually to move house. But what, what impact in terms of the livability um, in, in the area uh, of the Perth Freight Link? I mean, is it, uh, you know, if the Fremantle, Greater Fremantle area prides itself, uh, to, at least to some extent, on being cycle-friendly, family-friendly, but how's it going to affect, the, you know, the livability factor, if you like? Look, I think it'll affect the livability negatively in a number of ways. Uh, first is the road itself will cut through the place like a Berlin Wall. If you've seen some of the, um, the graphic rep- representation of the road, which is, which is in, contained within a report prepared um, by CUSP, Kurt Muni, uh, Muni um, for for the city of Fremantle, there's some, there's some, and you can, you can see that on our website, there's some graphic representations of what this six-lane trench would look like. So it would physically divide communities. So that's, that's a problem in, of, in and of itself. Um, secondly, all that extra traffic, including truck traffic, will generate more pollution, including, including diesel particulate pollution, um, which is a known carcinogen. And thirdly, uh, new roads induce new traffic. That's, an important, that's a really important thing for people to understand, is that... Um, you can't fix congestion by building new roads uh, and expanding road capacity because that new road capacity attracts attracts traffic. Um, so the idea that, for instance, oh, if you build Perth Freight Link, um, that'll solve traffic problems on further east on, on Leach Highway is completely false. And main road zone modelling shows that traffic, for instance, will grow on Leach Highway even if... Perth Freight Link is built. So you, what you do is you suck in and induce lots of extra traffic and that then becomes a barrier or disincentive to make your city more bicycle and pedestrian friendly. So that, that runs against a whole bunch of policies we've got happening there as well. Um, you know, our organisations that have been campaigning against Perth Freight Link right from the start have said we are confident that proper investment in public transport infrastructure and rail freight in- infrastructure would both cost less um, and be more effective and more environmentally friendly uh, as a way of meeting those needs to move, to move people and freight into the future. And the state government has not done any research or analysis to prove otherwise. And we can view this recent development as part of the you know, general ongoing focus of the Liberal government, both in WA and federally, federally on roads rather than more sustainable forms of transport, you know, the slogan, building the roads of the 21st century. Um, could you talk about some of the issues with, you know, obviously environmental issues and also social justice issues with this focus on roads at the expense of other forms of transport? Yeah, well, if I can just sort of lead off, first, just to, you know, I mean, the Barnett government has, has always been um, keen to try and build um, 
Row 8 through the Billy R Wetlands, which is incorporated into, into Perth Freight Link. But this sort of building roads at all costs mentality just stepped up a notch in the election of the Abbott government. Before the last federal election, Tony Abbott said, when he was asked about urban infrastructure, he said, um, um, I'm quoting him almost directly here, he said, when it comes to urban infrastructure, the federal government should stick to its knitting. And the federal government's knitting on urban infrastructure is roads, not rail. Uh, and with that, uh, he basically, and his government has carried through this, They've, they are not spending one single cent on um, urban public transport or rail infrastructure, and yet they're finding billions of dollars for roads. One of the things that we've been hammering away is that when they build these freeways, they never do a proper analysis of, of, of all the costs that come with building a freeway. So it's not just the capital constru- construction costs. So in the case of Perth Freight Link, about $1.8 billion. But if you have to properly assess that project, you have to add in all the other things. So in this case, that means loss of remnant urban bushland. It means greenhouse gas emissions. It means diesel particulate pollutions. And it means loss of amenity or you know, comfort or in, in, in the urban environment as well. So you've got to add all those things together before you get a proper picture of, of, of the true cost of um, building a new freeway and then stack that up against the, the rail freight and public transport alternatives. And they just haven't done it. They haven't done any of those things. They still live in this kind of bubble where it's kind of sort of some kind of 1950s ideology where freeways just equal progress. And you don't have to ask any questions because they've already decided. Now, Sam, there is a massive campaign building to oppose the Perth Freight Link. There is the uh, the Perth Freight Link Alliance, or Rethink the Link Alliance. And it's made up of, I think, now 22 or 23 different groups. What do you think it's going to take to actually uh, stop the Perth Freight Link? Uh, unfortunately, we are a year and a half out of uh, a state election, and we're still a ways away from even a federal election. I mean, what do you think it's going to take to actually to build, uh, I guess, a state-based uh, campaign to stop this uh, ridiculous uh, highway? Yeah, look, I mean, first you're right, the campaign is just absolutely mushrooming. So um, just over a month ago, an, an alliance was formed initially um, by uh, Rethink the Link, Fremantle Road to Rail, uh, 350.org, and it's since been joined by a whole range of other organisations, plus new community organisations that have formed as people realise the effect, the effect that, this, that this freeway is going to have on their, on their community. You know, I think of this project as being like... Um, Perth's, you know, an urban version of a Franklin Dam campaign. That's how that's how significant it is, both environmentally and socially, in terms of the negative impacts it threatens to have, but also in terms of the kind of campaign that we need to have. It's going to have to be big. It's going to, have to be varied. It's going to need to involve a whole range of people. Um, it's going to involve fundraisers, um, um, raising publicity, um, involving people in the campaign of a sort who weren't in the past. It also means some of us are going to have to be prepared to put our bodies on the line to, to, to stop uh, this project if, if it comes to it. Um, that was a lesson of the, um, of the campaign against, against the East, East West Link Tunnel. Um, but we should draw confidence that, that we can win this campaign. You know, the, the, the breadth of opposition has just been huge, you know. So already um, the councils in the southwest area, so Fremantle um, and Coburn and Town of East Fremantle opposed to it. Even the, uh, the, the councils up in the northern suburbs realise that this, what, what this is going to mean. Are you just thinking about? Uh, you think about doubling, doubling the, the, the road capacity leading towards the Stirling Highway Bridge and across the bridge into into Mosman Park and Cottesloe. So we're seeing rumblings in Cottesloe. So it's um, one thing that we've got going for us as well is that 
Uh, the government themselves are, are, are in disarray around this project, you know, because it, basically it was a Tony Abbott thought bubble. Tony Abbott just announced, um, he didn't even consult Colin Barnett, that, this, that there was going to be a freeway built and there'd be no traffic lights all the way from the airport, all the way through to the port, and then he left both the state government and his own bureaucrats scrambling to try and figure out how this was going to happen. And um, they don't even know the route yet. You know, that's why they've had to send letters to people saying, oh, we may have to demolish your house, maybe we won't, all this sort of stuff. They've, they've still got two options on the table. By very definition, they can't do proper orderly planning. They can't even do token community consultation, let alone anything approximating your consultation. So I think we can win this, but it's going to mean every single shoulder to the wheel. Um, people need to get involved in one of the existing groups. Um, or start a local group in their own community if they're in the um, if they're if they're in the path of this thing. I, I should point out too is that um, there's a motion going to uh, Fremantle Council this Wednesday evening, um, but both both to receive a report that's, that that I mentioned before that's been prepared for us, which really you know really does for science and economics and really points out how utterly flawed. Um, this process has been, uh, and then Council, as well as receiving that report, Council will, will then be also um, receiving a report that proposes a whole bunch of things that, 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 that the Council can do to try and um, prevent it from happening. So I'll invite people to come and join us. There's um, a whole bunch of um, community campaigners are going to be down outside um, Pioneer Park, opposite um, Frio Station, at um, about quarter to five onwards. Um, Wednesday, and then they're going to be um, marching down to, to, to the town hall at half past five to, 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 to congratulate the council, you know, to hope to, to encourage it to pass this thing, pass this resolution, and try and um, really encourage it to, to push on. You know. We've been speaking to Fremantle Councillor Sam Wainwright about the uh, privatisation of the Fremantle Port and also the campaign against the uh, Perth Freight Link. Thank you very much for speaking to us this evening, Sam. Thank you.